0: your personality is God-given. That is part of who he created you to be.
1: God's not asking you to be someone else. He wants you to be the best version of you.
0: Everything that we do, everything that we love, everything that's important to us became basically illegal.
1: Everybody knows COVID and the shutdown and all that we're going through and everything. Yeah. But it did hit you and your husband are both very social, community-minded people. You guys led ministries and groups that were all about community here at church. How did the the shutdown and the the continued lasting effects of COVID, how has that affected you guys?
0: You know, it's been hard. I mean, I kind of laugh in 2020, like everything that we do, everything that we love, everything that's important to us became basically illegal. It was like overnight, all of a sudden you can't hug people. You can't touch people. You know, everybody talks about social distancing. I'm like, there's nothing social about distancing. (laughs) Let me tell you. So that was really challenging. It had a, you know, it made us rethink community, it made us really rethink what was important to us individually, what was important to us as a family and what was important to us in ministry. And so I really had to keep um, what was most important to us in the forefront, but it was hard. And again, it's continued, I guess, to kind of be hard, but we've been able to adapt, adjust in ways that we could keep what was most important um, in front of ourselves and each other And again, it's just about relationships. So maybe our circle's a little tighter, um, our personal circle who we do get our arms around, but at the same time, you know, we've kind of been able to expand who we minister to, or I have um, by going digitally and getting in more people's homes.
1: Yeah, and that's one of the things that this has forced us to adapt, to reevaluate maybe what's really important. Like if you only have so much time to spend with doing things and with people what does that look like what does ministry look like when obviously yeah. it's a big part of ministry is the community is getting together is the you know, fellowship the food the hugs the yep. doing life together it's it's kind of forced us to maybe look at things a little bit differently because now even the church is meeting in person, but you guys are still doing your small groups virtually.
0: Well, for Flourish, you know, again, we used to meet here in the fellowship hall, 150 women and always food, always coffee. But for this fall, there were a couple reasons why we had to completely switch and completely look at how we did that differently. You know, starting in March, we had to make some adjustments. We went to Facebook, we went to live. Some of the girls felt a little bit left out because there were some ladies that choose not to be on social media. I would you know, try to find ways to get the content to them without being on social media, because again, they were just didn't want to, and that's okay. Yeah. Um, But, so we just kind of went that route in the spring, but when we launched this fall, I really wanted to make sure that we could still have that community and that connection and that feel, but, At the time, we still couldn't get 150 women in the fellowship hall, especially, again, with the food. And so I had to think about what was most important. So we launched in home groups in 17 different locations throughout the Twin Cities. There's between eight to 10 girls pretty much at each location. So it's been really an awesome way for girls to still have community. You know, I actually got to go join a couple of those groups already this morning. And it's really awesome because the girls are so excited that they're not alone you know i just that was really a theme they were saying you know i kind of feel alone in 2020 and they're like just thanking us for finding a way to stay connected so we've done a video um, that we've put together and then we put it out on a certain date and then they meet in the homes and watch that video and one of the other things that i did honestly as much for myself as the girls is On the videos, just sitting down like this, having a conversation and teaching that way instead of just having it kind of a Bible teaching, we just start the conversation and then encourage the girls to have the conversation going forward. We also have a Zoom group because, again, there are some people that really can't be together. You know, there are reasons um, they're in a health risk or, you know, just with, kids. I mean, that's another reason why as moms, as wives, as women, we couldn't necessarily all meet in the same place at the same time because children's ministry was a challenge. School schedules are all over the place right now. You know, you can be in school one day and then not the next week. And, you know, so it's, Flex, it's all about flexibility. I yeah. think that's been the biggest thing.
1: When you guys went virtual, you had some people that have moved away from Minnesota yep. and were still able to stay connected. Yeah. So there's some, obviously there's a lot of negative stuff that we don't yeah. like about yeah. 2020 and COVID and all that, but but there's some good stuff too, right?
0: Yep. Yeah, definitely. We have um, the Zoom group has women from four different time zones because one of the girls that actually leads it, she moved a couple hours away and she contacted me in the spring just in tears. She's like, hi. I have felt so disconnected and I haven't found my community here and I didn't realize how much I missed my girls she's like do you think I could launch a zoom group so I think going forward too there's gonna to be so much fruit because we've kind of had to be flexible and some of those things we're gonna be able to take forward even when we are able to meet in person we're still gonna add the flexibility piece for girls that can't be there at the time that we meet in the fellowship hall so
1: which is really cool and yeah. I, I like what you talked about flexibility and um, even though, tw- I mean, everybody—it's almost a jo- It was laughable yeah. in February that twenty twenty was not was not going well, and then right. that was even before COVID and the pandemic and the shutdown and everything. Yeah. But I, what a couple of things I'm hearing from you is flexibility, but then also some good that can come yeah. out of difficult situations. Twenty twenty's been a rough year for a lot of us yeah. for a lot of different ways.
0: I mean, it was interesting. One of the first things that the Lord said to me at the beginning of the year was, I'm, I'm trimming the fat. Like I'm getting rid of anything that isn't of me. And I was like super excited about that <laughs> until I wasn't. Like yeah. there was a time that I was like, ah. That
1: always you know, sounds great in theory. right? Yeah. When anyone's yeah. actually doing it. Yeah.
0: yeah. But I mean, he really did. It seemed like there were so many things that I thought were important. That just really weren't. Yeah. And so that's actually been a positive. It's kind of like, okay, you know, I don't need to people please anymore. I don't need, you know, all some of the extra things that we carry that we think we're supposed to. Um, I think it's helped me to let some of those things go. And that's been a huge positive. And also giving that freedom. Like my heart is to give women freedom. Well, yeah. how do you give women freedom when you're still people pleasing? Yeah. How do you give people freedom when you still have all this extra stuff? That you're carrying with you. Um, So I think that that's been a real benefit for me. How do I get there? Again, it's just being in the Word. You know, that is really the truth check. And, you know, I think before it's always like, yeah, I've got to get in the Word. I've got to get in the Word. And, you know, we know it's important. But honestly, there's been so much noise in 2020, so many different opinions, so many different challenges, so many different struggles. And the word always is true, and it always, I think, brings back, okay, this is what is the most important. You know, whether it's something like, I mean, as simple as love your enemies. I mean, it just seems, it seems like, well, yeah, of course, that's an obvious one, but it's not easy. It's not an easy one. So um, the Lord is so faithful, I think, about those things.
1: And one of those things I've actually... Had the pleasure of helping film some of those videos you guys put out with the Flourish videos weekly. One of the things that stood out from to me that I think I've heard in a couple of your videos is don't should <laughs> yourself or something. You got to be don't careful how you say it right. because I, because it can be tricky here. Yeah. Um. But that idea of, well, I guess explain that idea. What is yeah. It, I, I thought that was I thought that was a really powerful thing, especially yeah. right now when times are so different and yeah. things are fluid and we maybe can't do what we think we should be doing.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of times, especially as women, I mean, I'm sure guys do it too, but my perspective obviously is as a woman, but a lot of times I should be a better mom. I should be more organized. I should be able to be happier. I should have more joy. I should, you know, we constantly do these things to ourselves and they don't add any value. Yeah. You know, they actually don't give us any freedom. They they just weigh us down, hold us back. And really, I think that's something that has come out of 2020. Um, you know, there's so many things that we can't do, so many different perspectives that we have to let go of. And yeah, shooting on ourselves. <laughs> you've got to you've got to really let go of it.
1: Yeah. What what does that look like as a pastor over mm-hmm. the women's ministry to really empower women in 2020? What does that look yeah. like to you? Ooh.
0: I think the most empowering thing is helping women have a voice. You know, I think that, again, one of the things that we, you know, kind of feel like we should do, we should look like this person or we should look like that person. And just letting women know that who they are has value, has worth, and um, embracing who God created you to be. You know, some of those things that, when we get into this comparison game, there's no fruit in that. You know, God created you for a specific reason, for a specific purpose and plan, and He's gifted you. You know, I think as women, we think, oh, my personality's too much, or I'm too quiet, or, you know, we kinda, all those labels that we put on ourselves is because we're comparing ourselves to someone else. And we have this ideal of what a Christian woman should look like, and I'll be honest, Um, I was a baby Christian when I came on staff here. A lot of people didn't know that because I just kind of kept my mouth (laughs) shut and I hid in the back of the church because I didn't really want anyone to know. I was trying so hard to be this good Christian woman that I looked around and saw other people being and I thought that that's, that was the model. Yeah. And it took me a long time to realize, no, I can actually be myself. Yeah. Like I don't have to throw out my personality yes, that's when good. I get saved and when, bec- when I start learning the word. And that is the biggest thing I want women to know is your personality is God given. That is part of who he created you to be, and it's beautiful, and it's a gift, and he wants to use it. And when you can embrace who he is and embrace who he created you to be, I think that's really when you're gonna have freedom.
1: Yeah, and obviously, not a woman, but as a man too. Like that yeah. identity and purpose is a big thing for me. One of the things I heard someone say, or it's kind of a cheesy line or maybe it's used a lot, but I love it. It's like, God's not asking you to be someone else. Yeah. He wants you to be the best version of you. He's right. not asking you to be anyone else. Right. So I, th- I think a lot of people will see like personality things as a yeah. flaw and right. they're trying to, oh, I'm I'm not outgoing enough, so I yeah. need to do that. Or I'm not, you know, they see a lot of Christians that are very cheerful and happy and you know, you and your husband are very social, outgoing people. I'm not that way, yeah. but that's okay. Like that's, yeah. it's part of your personality. And I think it's figuring out, I think that balance between not not trying to be someone else, but being the best version of you. Yes. I don't want to say we're coming out of COVID because we we have no idea, right? Right. How long yeah. we'll be in it, what it's going to look like, whatever. But the lockdown portion's over we're meeting in church again right now at yeah. least um, we a lot of people talk about the new normal
0: well i think the one thing that um, i've realized there are some things that um, i've come to accept that are good from this that are good out of this and there are some things that i think we're still kind of walking through that i i don't want to become part of our normal um, for one there are still a lot of people that are afraid of other people. They're still afraid to be in groups or they're afraid if someone isn't wearing a mask or they're afraid in different situations. And I think fear of each other, that's one thing that I don't want to be normal. So I think I'm kind of answering your question in reverse. You know, there are some things about 2020 that I don't want to be normal. I want, again, for people to realize that we're better together You know, even if we don't see eye to eye on every topic or everything, we're so much better together and there's so much fruit in our differences and um, so much fruit in community. You know, I feel like for a long time, I had a ton of um, acquaintances, but not as many close, intimate friendships. And I think that is something that I've really gained this year, a lot more intimate friendships and relationships and kind of realizing how, how important those are.
1: So obviously COVID and the pandemic was a big deal, but it wasn't the only thing that happened in 2020. Like 2020 was already kind of a rough year, even when you take that out your family personally has gone through some stuff this year right?
0: I tell people that 2020 actually started for our family in November of 2019. You know some people know not everyone knows but my husband Charlie had a stroke and you know if you've ever experienced something like that that is not a fun thing to walk through and so I kind of felt like once 2020 hit and some of the other things again before COVID as a staff so many of us were walking through some really hard hard situations and tragedy, trauma. Um, but again, I felt like kind of everybody started catching up to where our family was. But one of the things I decided right away, honestly, um, I saw a moment in my daughter's eyes after she had been at the ICU with her dad. Like nobody wants, no teenage girl wants to be at the ICU and see your dad in a hospital bed and um, walk through that. And that night when I tucked her into bed, I could just see the fear in her eyes, and I just looked at her. I said, sweetie, you know what? No matter what, we have to walk this out. Like we have to walk it out. We don't have a choice. This is where we are. It's like gritty faith met gritty facts because this is where we are right now. We have to walk it out, but we can either walk it out with fear or we can walk it out with transparency. And I actually used this little phrase that her and I had, I said, we can walk it out with a shimmy. And I just kind of did this like because that was, our, that was our thing. You know, it was like, this is, everything's okay when we do a little shoulder shimmy and just a smile. And, you know, we really had to decide how we were gonna walk it out. I couldn't walk it out for a couple thousand people, but I could walk it out for my kids. I could walk it out for my family and just decide that, you know, I don't, know what each day is gonna look like. I don't know which, what each hour is gonna look like, but I do know what the end of the story is gonna look like and Jesus wins. Yeah. Like, it's gonna be good. And I wanted to look back and I wanted to find wonderful things in each of those chapters, even if they were hard. You yeah. know, I didn't wanna be fake and I knew that I had to be vulnerable and transparent because it was hard. And you know, my husband and I were not just, we weren't at that time just in ministry together, we were best friends. Yeah. And we worked together in so many parts of life and just to all of a sudden, um, you know, I was thankful, so thankful that he was still there and it could have been so much worse. But there was a season that it looked very different and, you know, being patient with him and knowing that his struggle was very different than mine. Yeah and just loving him through that. And then as things, again, as we started hitting some of the other things in 2020, you know, again, just continuing to be thankful, yeah. continuing to be thankful. Okay, Lord, I didn't see this coming, but you saw it coming and you've already made a way. Yeah. You know, um, Romans 8, 28 has always been one of my favorite verses. Yes. Thank you, Lord, that you're causing all things, that you're working them out for my good. Yeah. You know, this doesn't look good right now but you're good and you're working this out for my good. And just staying focused on that. Also, Jeremiah 29 11, he says, I know the plans that I have for you, they're plans for good, they're plans to prosper you for good and not disaster. And I think I messed that up a little bit, but you get the point. But what I had to remind myself is that it says, I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Like, yeah. I know my plans, and I think his plans... We don't plans, know him yet. We yeah. might not know him,
1: but he does.
0: But I think that his plans should line up with my plans, but the reality is that's not how it goes. Yeah. He knows the plans that he has for us, and their plans for good, and I just had to trust him in that.
1: Yeah. And no.
0: control what I could. I could yeah. control my own attitude. I could control my choices. I could, again, choose to trust God and believe that he was good, even though the situation didn't look good.
1: Yeah, that's a good reminder. I think we all need that yeah. quite often, especially this year. Yeah, it's been a rough one. So yeah, that's great. I'm gonna ask you just one more question. Okay. And I just want you to tell me, what's one thing you want to say today that you want to make sure is said today is taken away from the people watching this? If they leave this video with what is one? Is there a point you want to drive home or one thing you want to make sure? that they get out of this video
0: yeah well i i guess my biggest thing is stay flexible you know just i think we always had this kind of false sense of control you know we always thought our life yeah yeah, i mean we we thought we had control of our schedules we thought we had control of a lot of different things that we're finding out we don't have control over so just hold on to things loosely and but embrace the things that are really important, yeah. hold those really tight, yeah. hold those really close. Because again, just look through this year and realize what is most important to you and what isn't. And I think community, our families, um, you know, church, family, I think those are really people. It's relationships. I mean, yeah. I love how Jesus started his ministry with people. Yeah. He could have done the miracles on his own. He could have, walked out his three years on his own it would have been a lot less messy yeah it would have been you know a lot less painful for him personally but i think it would have been um just not as enjoyable either i think that relationships i mean i just look at again at his life yeah and he broke bread he took time so i think that's another thing i'd love for you to take away from this is to take time for your relationships. Take time for people. Love your family, love your neighbors, love your friends. You know, we are better together.
1: Absolutely. Thank you, Stacey, for joining us. Thank Thank you guys for watching. Join us for the next Couch Conversation.